I discovered Fallon on the promos and featured him on number 22 for the first time on Jagger Jungle. We're now at number 29 and we featured his single Yap. Since then he smashed it with over 4 million streams with that one record alone. And it doesn't stop there. He's dropped another banger, Whistle, which was a remake of There It Goes, Jules Santana, and with a huge support from his previous single, he was picked up and signed by Atlantic Records label, Asylum Records. Pretty cool, but still, he's got a few DJ aliases, so I want to talk about that with him. Um, but Fallon is a bit of an enigma. So, he's getting support from, you know, the people like Claptone, Matt Joe, Gorgon City, Fisher... So I'm excited to delve into the secret of his success and who he is. So let's bring him on, shall we? Ready? Yeah. Hello. Hey, can, can you, you see me? me? I can. Yes, I can. Yay, success. Easy. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. I always get so worried with these streams because it's always the tech, you know, it, going wrong. And then beforehand, we were doing this face to face with one camera. It was very simple beforehand. Yeah, yeah, things can go horribly wrong with these, really wrong. But no, it's working perfect, so that's that's a nice, easy touch for it. Where are you streaming in from? I'm streaming from my bedroom slash studio slash everything at the minute, because obviously we can't go anywhere, so yeah. yeah. We can't, that's it, we're locked. I mean, I have a green screen behind me, but you should see the mess behind this. This is why we have a green screen, because it's like my partner, he's a gamer, and... I'm a DJ, so we have one side as a music studio and the other side of, as a streaming lab. So. Oh, lovely. No, I'm a bit of both. I was actually just playing the new COD today. You're so. playing the new COD? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love my game, so yeah. My partner's it's like this fun. next to me, like, yes, good man. <laughs> <laughs> right, he can leave now. He's the tech genius. So. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the musical genius and he's the tech genius, and so it's kind of... It's, it's not a, good a bad little, combination, that. It's not a bad combination. <laughs> so you're streaming from your bedroom, but where in England? Is it in England? Uh, it's in, yeah, it's in London. It's in Stratford. Oh, okay, you're not too far. I'm from Crystal Palace. Oh, lovely, yeah. Yeah, you were saying, actually, we could have filmed there, but unfortunately, mm. with my, uh, my health... I have to stay very safe. Well, that's the thing. I think it's very important. Plus, like, grandmothers, mothers. It's my mum's birthday coming up on Saturday. And I was like, well, you just, you don't ever want to risk it, do you? And also break the law. No, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. true. That's another big point. <laughs> that's but, another yeah. extra point of it all. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, but um, yeah, no. Yeah. Would have been grand. I live with two other Irish friends of mine. I've known them for years. I don't know if you know my Jay Pryor as well. He's another producer. Yes, I know Jay. Yeah, so I've known Jay since I was about four. Have you? So we live together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So we kind of have our little gaff here with all the Irish lads in it. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, I love your accent. It's so contagious. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's brilliant. Such a lovely accent. I wish, like, I spoke Irish. It sounds lovely. Yeah, um, yeah, I get that. Not a lot. You get but, that? Uh, I bet girls seem... say that a lot, though, no? Uh... Well, it's been a while since we've even been outside, so I don't think a lot of people have heard my accent. But uh, yeah. yeah, I suppose you do get a bit when you're out. Yeah, especially in London. Yeah. Like when I moved over, people would be like, "Oh, where are you from?" and on, get very excited. But <laughs> now the only the only two people who hear me now are the other two lads. So yeah, it's fine. And they're just used to it because they're Irish as well. Yeah, they don't even bat an eyelid at it. <laughs> so let's talk about the success of 2020 for you. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was a bit of a mad year. Bit yeah. of a bit of a mad one, but yeah, it was pretty great to have. 
Did you, ex- like, I'm sure, like, when I spoke to Sammy last week, he was like, I don't even realise because I'm always in the studio, head down and focusing on it. So did you realise this would happen this year? Was it like a huge build-up for you? Um, Not really. Um, I was kind of always playing along. I was working really hard on records and I kind of set a deadline, like, kind of before summer, let's get, uh, let's, like, go full-time music and all that mm-hmm. jazz. But this time, just before I released you up, things were going pretty decent. We had an EP release, the Poro Benito release with brilliant, another rhythm. Tune. And that did a few bits. And then, to be honest, I made you up to send to my mates who were playing in clubs. I didn't really make it to be a record mm. as such. It was more, let's make something, see if it can go well in clubs. I had no real interest in <laughs> like streaming numbers or anything so i just kind of sent it around to a few mates yeah and then i sent it to billy billy weber who um runs another rhythm mm-hmm. and i had a sit down with him and i showed it to him i think we had a coffee in shortage or something and he was like mate this tune i love it and wanted to sign it straight away oh amazing yeah they said uh, that's how i found you was through another rhythm yeah i was surprised i was like yeah you know what we did well on the last two records let's go mm. so i released it and I just let it do its thing. I didn't really take much notice. And then then people, like, I didn't really know much about streaming numbers or anything. I was just, I was kind of going in blind. And then my manager, Griff, and I were saying, this is starting to pick up steam now. And I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) Again, didn't take much notice of it. And then before I knew it, it was doing mad numbers and labels were getting involved and all that madness. And yeah, it just went really quick, really fast. Yeah. Well, that so it was a pretty sharp incline from making a few tunes. Yeah, making a few tunes for your friends. You were like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. This was literally for my mates. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and the thing is, I think it's it's always nicer when you do it for your enjoyment and what you love. I feel like almost the most success, the ones that you spend the most time on are the ones that, that don't hit it as much, but the ones that you've done in like two minutes, like they do so That's well. That's exactly it. And you're That's just exactly like, it. What? How is that possible? And then it's just it's so weird how that happens, you know. Yeah, because I think I think I finished Yup in a day. Oh my god! Like in a few hours. Like I don't think it even took a few hours. It was really quick. Yeah. I ended up working on it quite a lot after, like it was all kind of laid out and stuff, doing minor detail stuff. But yeah, it was done pretty quick, and a day. it just That's came it. together. Yeah, yeah, it just came together. But I've heard like one of my mates, Endor. I heard he made pump it up in a couple of couple of hours, like yeah. as well. And it's always it always seems to be, as you said, those tunes that just come together like nothing. So fast. That are the big ones. Yeah. And then it's I heard that Billy Jean um, from Michael Jackson, they they mastered that track two hundred times. And they used the second master. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah i've never heard that but wow yeah but like 200 times they use the second one i was like that's so it's so true like it's yeah, always it's like nearly the, the closest nearest mix at the beginning that you end up using because you sit there like the mix is never done you just kind of got to go i'm done i'm walking yeah, away from you this gotta now hit that point that exact point or else you'll be there twiddling with an eq for two years exactly. before you decide it's ready yeah so when um so when fallon came about that because you have a few aliases right yeah i have a i've had a few i've gone through a few you have been through a three so do you want to yeah. talk about that should we go through should we take it back to a timeline yeah um well it all started 
and I went under an alias of Enda, Enda. which is my first name. Mm -hmm. So that was where I started making house music. Mm -hmm. And then before that, I had started making really, really bad hip hop beats. <laughs> terrible, awful. Like, I don't even want to Oh, can you play them. one? So I want to hear it. I actually don't have any more because um, it was on a really old computer. Oh, I actually okay. don't have any. Save yourself. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually am kind of saving myself. I'm sure I could probably find one or two, but they were awful. They were awful. Mm -hmm. So um, started with that and then got into house music. I can't, can't remember why I got in. I just think it was just a nice sound. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Kind of coming up to the age where I could start going out and stuff. So I was like, okay, this is cool. I like this. And then decided why not start making it. Don't know, just the thought process. I'm listening to it all the time. Why not try my hand at making it? Yeah slowly kept making it yeah. and didn't stop making it and then released a tune with jay actually it was called breakup yeah and uh that was the first kind of tune we ever released yeah. properly the two of us like to the public to listen to oh wow and that ended up doing really well it was a it was a semi-hit and then you combine those words as dan would call it endor would call it it was a bit of a semi-hit yeah uh, it was one of those ones, I don't remember if you remember back in like 2014 and all, tunes would go big on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. That was about it. Like the Kygo days, you know, yeah, Tom yeah, Strack's yeah. vibe. That was, it was a very interesting time because people were starting to do loads of remakes and it's when remakes <clears> started to come about from the 90s because I think before then it was still too fresh, that music from yeah, the 90s. Yeah. And then um, there was a huge space where everybody just started to do remakes and it just slammed and soundcloud was amazing at that point i loved soundcloud at that point in time for yeah, it's a shame helping um, artists. it's gone recently but yeah it was unbelievable back then so mm. that, that it was a powerful tool yeah it was insanely powerful it was amazing mm. um that started picking up plays then yeah yeah I think, yeah, Breakup started picking up plays. I can't remember the sample. And I, I want to hear it. Sample. It's still on SoundCloud. Is it? Should um, we go? Let's have a look. Okay, I have access yeah. to my SoundCloud here. So, okay, so is it Breakup, yeah? If you type in Breakup and then Trade Prior, I can't remember which alias it's under. I can't remember. It was under Enda, and then Jay changed the title. So I'd say if you type in Jay Prior, Breakup, it'll pop up. Yeah, it hasn't come up with Breakup. Hang on. There's a lot of songs called Break Up. Break up. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jay Pryor. Let's see. By now, Nights Like This, 2002. Oh, I can't find it. Go right down to the bottom. Um, where can I link this? Oh, chat. See if I can hear it. This end. It's a super poppy commercial organ it. house tune. Organ house, the M1. Yeah, yeah, the classic. My favorite. I was sound. using that today, actually. I was... Yeah, I love that sound. Last week, I always joke that I only used it. I only used it. Yeah. So everyone, this is breakup. This is one of his first tunes that he did. An architect? Was that your another another name? Yeah, that was another name. Oh, there it is. The organ too. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good, it's a good baseline though, man. Yeah, it works well. Yeah. So that baseline was one of the biggest. Um, so 
There you go. Oh, amazing. I'm going to put it in the background. Can you hear it? No, not on the disc, but it's playing on the stream. I yeah. can hear it, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. God. Wait, I want to hear the drop. Ready? <laughs> Let's move it up. Let's move it up. Woo! This is naughty. Yeah, it's super up its time. Do you still play it? Do you still play it out? No. <laughs> you should. You should do a remake. A Fallon remake. I think I did try a remake a few months ago and it just ended up becoming the original. Did it? <laughs> Especially when you love something as well. You're just like, I just don't want to change it. It's just perfect the way it is. It's just happy with it. Yeah. I think there's just so much nostalgia attached to it as well. Mm -hmm. that I just kind of want to leave it there and let it, let it do its thing. Yeah. But... Yeah, that was kind of the one, that was kind of the moment I think me and Jay both realised, oh, maybe we can actually do something with this music stuff. Yeah. Maybe, like, we can actually, like, make it, in saying a word, but yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe we can actually pursue this as a career instead of something regular. So when was that? What, what date was, like, how old were you when you decided to quit your job oh. and just do it? I, I only quit my job a few months ago, actually. Wow. Um, yeah, but this was around, I can't remember, this was six years ago, was it? Jesus. Yeah, six years ago. Oh and um, this was probably around the stage where I decided to actually pursue it because mm -hmm. I'd been making music, I'd say, for three or four years before that. But mm -hmm. as I said, it was very bad hip-hop beats and other stuff and then obviously started producing house which was also terrible yeah so i had to learn that so it was all pretty terrible and i think it was around this time i decided all right let's knuckle down and actually try make some tunes mm -hmm. and like pursue it and then i think i made yeah i released another tune after that on selected which was called it's all right which is actually a complete mess up of a title because in the song it says it's not right, but I heard it as it's all right. <laughs> but, so the, the Jay always takes the piss out of me for that as well. Oh God, I that's called so it wrong. That is but, so yeah, <laughs> that sampled Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. um, it's not right, but obviously, you know, around those times, copyright was a big thing. There were a lot of these really good remakes getting taken down so i was in touch with the selective ads and they were like what if you pitched the vocal up yeah and at this point selected was like the mecca of like producing music you were just yeah. like that's what i want yeah so i was like yeah you know what i'll pitch anything up just put it on selected i'm good with it so hence the chipmunk vocals that some people love and some people hate but yeah. that did quite well on selected i think it got like seven hundred thousand views or something i'm trying to think if I'm, i might i might have that version it's terribly mixed, terribly mixed. Wait, mastered. so when was that? Wait, what was your name under that as well? That was Enda as well. Enda as well. Okay. Oh, I wish I had my, my laptop in the other room, otherwise I would have just scoured and checked that. I'm going to check that out later. Because I remember there was a few remixes I had of that. And I mean, I was a big R&B fan due to the fact that that's why I remaked Lauren Hill, Do Up. 
and I did the similar yeah, thing. Yeah. It's called doo-wop, that thing. And I called it that thing doo-wop <laughs> and released it. Yeah. So it's the yeah. same it's the same thing. You just go, Oh shit, didn't check that, did I? Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was up on and I've done that as well. I released a tune under and as well with do you know Joko? Joko, no. He's a German producer, he's really, really good. But he was also he's making more like houseier stuff now, kind of cooler more underground stuff now but yeah. back in the day we were both making you know your bait organ stuff <laughs> and we released a tune that i can't remember who it sampled it's your man from never going to give you up rick astley we oh yeah, sampled, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we sampled some other song of his anyway and i found that very funny just i couldn't get never going to give you up out of my head when i was working on it but we released that and i mistyped the master render as insomnia instead of insomnia oh god so then i sent it to a few places and they ended up putting it on soundcloud on youtube as insomnia so that's another (laughs) mess up i've had i just can't name tunes correctly yeah this is why it's good to have a manager peeps because they stop this stuff happening (laughs) Because you're just, you're rendering it out, you're going 200 miles an hour, you're sending you emails, and before you know it, someone's uploaded it as insomnia. It is. And they probably think you meant it as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, like, you're oh, creative. You're yeah, creative. He's definitely meant that. And I'm like, nope. Just hit the M key instead of the N key. <laughs> yep. There you go. But yeah, it's it's very, it's very, the thing is, is as an artist, you go, you do, you do go a million miles an hour. And mm. it, you kind of have to be your own accountant, your own manager, your own booker, your everything, you know, especially <laughs> at the beginning of your career as well. Um, let's talk about Yup and your latest single, Whistle. Awesome. Yes. Awesome remakes. Well thank done you, for you, that because yeah. they were like, you got them, you were able to release those, which was epic because they're great remakes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yup was a weird one. Because um, it was quick, he said. Yeah, everything kind of happened quick. It was actually, it was it was a weird one because everything happened quick, mm-hmm. but at the start of it, like planning the record was quite slow. Yeah. So I rendered it out and I was kind of giving it to a few mates to road, road test it and see what, it, see what reactions it got. And I remember I was with Jay and he was playing at Fanatic offices for, I can't remember, it was like their 10th anniversary or 15th or something mm-hmm. of being a company like the gaming organization Fanatic. And we were in Shoreditch anywhere at their offices and Jay was playing it and Jay played it out. And that was my first time kind of seeing it in a crowd. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh God, this is like tech house. I don't know how like the gaming community is going to react to this. Because <laughs> yeah. it's got like just a bass drum and a bass and a few hi-hats and stuff. And it's very minimal. Yeah. But it ended up getting a really good reaction. Yeah. And that kinda I kinda started thinking, oh, maybe maybe we're onto something here. Yeah. But then Nick, Jay's manager, came up to me and he goes, Is this yours? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, Oh, I actually might be able to help you get the vocal cleared. Which oh, was super because he knew Khalees' manager. So that was sick. So then obviously oh he was working with Griff, my manager, we got in touch with Billy. I don't know what they did. They went off and did their thing in the background. I was just like, we might get this cleared, might be able to put it out as an actual record. Yeah. So they went off and did their magical manager stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, before I knew it, yeah, it was ready to go. The sample was cleared. We had artwork. We had the master. Put it out. And um, I was actually at a bar the night we put it out. I didn't expect anything because I had some 
playlist from Spotify and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Got like UK house music playlist randomly on mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. And I was like, oh, this is cool. That's my first taste of an actual Spotify playlist. Yeah. Liking and putting my stuff in. So I was like, all right, we're on the right path. And then it came out on a Friday, obviously. And we were all, me, Griff, Jay, a few other lads, we were all out at a pub, an Irish pub, no less. <laughs> and, um, you know, as you do, you check New Music Friday, just as a chance your arm. You never know, it could be in there. And it was in there. Yeah. And that was amazing because that was a big goal of mine because, like, me and a few of our mates always tune into New Music Friday every Friday, scroll through, check it out, oh see, my gosh. see what's coming out, see yeah. what's going down. It's just such a nice thing to have. Or Thursday night if you're up late enough. Yeah. But yeah, that's we kind of look forward to that every week. And to see it in there, I was super excited. Oh my god. And then I don't know, then after that it just kept building, got put in a few more playlists. Uh just kept going. Yeah. At this time I was actually still working, so I would kind of just have my phone constantly buzzing in my pocket and I was like, What is going on? And that was the time labels started getting involved. Yeah. I'd have Griff, my manager. Like just texting me repeatedly throughout the workday. And I was working in retail, so I started at half two and finished at 11 at night. So all this madness would go on when I was at work. Oh my gosh. So I'd be like trying to take calls in the middle of doing stuff and all this and trying to send texts and check numbers, check live numbers, check who's listening now. And it was madness. I think that's what helped it feel really quick as well because I was trying to do about 15 things Mm. at the same time. And then, yeah, Atlantic came through, started chatting. And before you knew it, it was signed. And That's amazing. That so that. You, you were signed because the record got signed beforehand. Well, you released it first and then, or did they sign the record? Yeah, afterwards? yeah. No, it was, um, it was signed to Billy's Another Rhythm. Okay. Which is a sick label. Yeah. We've actually got a few more records coming out with them. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then it was upstreamed to Atlantic from wow. them. Wow. So that was mad. That was a bit of a weird one. And it probably made you think, oh, my God, it gives you the, the, the yes, the kind of be like, I can do this now. And it makes you want to do it harder and faster because I think a lot of the time is when you're coming up as well. You think something's going to hit really well. You release it and it doesn't do as well as you thought it would be. And it's like, oh, what am I doing wrong? And then that was kind of like verification that you are doing something right. You're getting the... um gratification that you deserve and it made you work harder and then you created a whistle yeah for sure that was kind of like a big milestone because honestly I thought I was like all right a few more gonna have to grind for a few more years it's gonna be a few more Mm -hmm. maybe a year or two of a couple of hundred thousand plays on each tune you know it's Mm -hmm. gonna be more of that and you know what I'm fine with that we'll just keep playing consistency and all that and then even if the track didn't get signed it was more the fact that labels were getting in touch was a huge driving point yeah like major labels i was like okay i'm i'm onto something here like this sound that i'm making is club but it has that potential Mm. crossover potential and i was like all right like i felt like not i found the sound but i found something that works for me and seems to work for people yeah so that was a major driving point um i think after that record signed, went on and started making loads of tunes. <laughs> was yeah. super driven. And this was just, this was February 
January, February it got signed. Mm. So COVID literally happened in March. Yeah, because I remember it came out, uh, well, I put it on Jagged Jungle on number 22 of Jagged Jungle. I'm on 29 now. So that was seven months ago. Um, And I I fell in love with it the minute I had it. It's like, you know, when when you go through the promos and you're just like through it and it's like oh yeah, god and then it just it just the first the, the start of it and i was like what is this <laughs> what is this and then i had to like move it up and just hear the drop and i was like oh, this is a freaking amazing <laughs> and i got so excited about it and i think i put it in a mashup and then denon and roland like re- retweeted it as well like reposted it with that with your song starting it off and it was just because it's such a banger i fell thank in love you, with it you. you literally killed it with that and then and then obviously, and then I delved into finding Poro Bonito and I was like, oh, that's a really lovely record. And then Whistle has come and it's even better. I'm just kind of excited about what, what 2021 has in store for you because you just keep hitting them and just knocking them out of the park, <laughs> mate. Like, it's so thank good. You, thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I was really looking forward to this year. We had a couple of um, big things planned. Yeah. But obviously, I'm not going to dwell on it. It's happened to everyone mm-hmm. with the whole COVID situation. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward. You know, we've got some positive news, a lot of vaccines coming out. No matter how much, no matter what way you swing on vaccines, yeah. it's good news regardless. Okay, that's, but, um, yeah. I'm hoping to, that will be back to normal yeah. in 2021 and we can all get back to clubbing and having fun having exactly going back to your irish pub and drinking yes your beer that you love so much and what is there a goal of next year like is there any club that you would like ultimately want to play at i've always had a weird obsession with print works okay i don't know what it is i think it's just so sick just how it's a Mm -hmm. big long so just room yeah like there's no there's nothing fancy about it like there's no plush couches over in the corner for vips to sit in it's yeah. just a big like warehouse yeah and i think i just love those spaces i think it's i think they make for like the best nights because um my friend Clooney, he plays in love juice a lot actually yeah met sammy a few times who you interviewed last week met mm-hmm. him a few times out and about at dave's shows yeah but he always plays he's played love juice a few times in e1 and yeah i love that club again mm. just a room people having a good time there's no hierarchy like? either there's no vip yeah. there's no like the secret room everybody is in there for the same reason because they love music and i think that's one of the best you know clubs like that and that's how i kind of feel like with i beat the well a little bit some of the clubs it's like that you know they're just there yeah. because you love the music yeah that's what i feel like that just attracts the right crowd as well mm. you get people who are genuinely there to see an artist or to hear new music and they're just they're up for it like they're up for you mm. chat to them they're having the time of their life they're great crack but sometimes if you're in a bit more of a pushy spot people are a bit more like i don't know they're not really up for it as much yeah but i just love i think the venues like that are sick yeah so you've got to get that print work so is it in in yes. is griff writing this down right now writing his notes like, right <laughs> I, that's I the so. goal so. that's what we're gonna do so. oh wow probably is. yeah and then so how did you did you so the clearance with whistle was that easy to do um to be honest, I had no part in it. <laughs> I kind of just, I kind of yeah, I made this song, try and get the clearance if yeah, you can. I'm just going to exactly go back it. into the cave and make another one. 
I think Griff hates it because <laughs> most of the tunes I make have samples. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know, it's just something I love doing. I love sampling. And I think he hates it when he opens up a new tune because he just knows it's going to have something in it mm -hmm. that he has to go message someone else and they have to message someone else and then they have to come back with clearance and then there might be three or four parties. So you've got to email three or four people. And so I kind of send it and I probably act very naive to what has to happen, but I know what needs to happen. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you, you guys do that. Yeah. I'll just keep making tunes over here. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's a bit mad. Like, I don't know how they do it, Yeah. but Griff is on that. He's always on it. So he just bashes them out. Yeah. And is there like a dream record that you would like to remake just so he has a heads up before you go and do it? <laughs> not really i actually don't really have like a record i can think of where i'm like oh that one yeah but um i would definitely love to work on like somehow get all original stems of like a michael jackson record yeah or something like that mm -hmm. not even to like maybe not even to release anything with just to like hear the raw stems and like kind of see what it did because mm -hmm. or just anyone from there like any kind of classic records like really big artists just to kind of see what made a track i think that would be really interesting mm. i think it's in the one of dr dre's documentaries or something and he's working on oh, i can't remember the track he's working on he got like the original stems from i can't remember what artist but he's again just listening to it in the studio he does a little touch up of it mm. and i think you kind of get the vibe you know you're never going to hear it out but like just being able to work on it on the track yeah be magical yeah I've had something similar with that, um, uh, with Black Eyed Peas. Tonight's going to be a good night. Oh, I've wow. got a feeling. And it, the reason why is because uh, Prince Board, who I worked with when I was in a band back in, like, I think we were, it was like 2010 or something, he, he produced that record. And when I started DJing, I was like, I want to produce that. I want to make it into a trap tune. It was when I was into trap. Don't ask me why I was into <laughs> trap music. I just loved it at the time. It was like tropical trap. And I was like, this is the thing. This is the what the new the new music. And trap came and went new so wave. fast. Like Tropical House did as well. Um, anyway, True. I did it. Then he sent me all the stems. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a go. Sent everything. And I'm hearing like, the and it's it's so simple. It's literally yeah. very simple. And you're just like, why do I complicate things so much? I think at the beginning when you're, you learn to produce, you think, oh, God, it's so complicated. And it really isn't. It's such an easy process. If I've still got the stems, I'll send it to you and see if you can look up something. <laughs> and then you, you can listen to it. Thank you. see if I can remix Pack IPs. Yeah. That would be a bit of a mad one. Um, yeah, I think actually touching on that, I think that is probably the tip that I've had most success from mm -hmm. was keep it simple. Yeah. Because I went through a stage where I thought, oh, you need to do loads. You need to be parallel compressing everything. You need to have 17 mm -hmm. layers of hi-hats, six layers of kicks, mm -hmm. like 12 claps and 15 synths to make a big record. And then I remember Yup was actually not really meant to be a tune either. Just thinking it was actually more of a practice. I set mm -hmm. it out as like a like an exercise nearly. And I was like, let's make a tune using this a cappella. Yeah with as little elements as possible. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to put in 15 hi-hats or have like a synth come in every three bars for no reason. Yeah. You have to keep it super simple. And I remember that's actually how the track started, weirdly enough, that just came to my head there. But yeah, that's how it started was just keeping it simple. Yeah. And then since seeing that success, I was like, well, 
There you go. Just keep it simple. Mm. And also, <laughs> you can get a lot more done in a day. Do you know what I mean? If you do a track a day, that's, yes. that's seven tracks a week. For sure, yeah. You're not mixing hi-hats for 12 hours. Like, you're pretty much laid out the track, and then it's minuscule mm. things to fix it up. So do you find a sample first and then put it on, or do you find you make, start making the tune, mm-hmm. put it into a key, and then go, right, I'm going to find a sample for this? Usually I find a sample first, actually. Okay. It's kind of a weird one. Uh, I don't know why. I think it's because when I started making hip-hop beats, I had such a big fascination with Dr. Dre's process and kind of 90s boom bap where they, like, got a sample, chopped it up. Yeah. So I always kind of try and find a sample first. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that would sound cool. Or this sounds good. So I'll grab that and I'll throw it in. Yeah. Chuck a few drums on it, get a bit of a vibe going, maybe lay the bass down. And that's it, really. That's it's really simple. Yeah. It's just finding samples and then working around it to make something. Have fun. you have you tried Arcade by Output recently? No. Okay. I haven't. That will be for you because it's actually incredible. They released it, I think, early this year. And what it is, it's, it's like a sample of loads of tunes and they just add to it all the time. It's a little bit like Splice, but you record it okay. in and then and then you, you mix the track down to an audio track and then quantize it and then Bob's your uncle, there's your... And then you can change the key, you can add reverb to it, all on, inside the plugin. It's absolutely incredible. Oh, take really the pitch sick, up, actually. take it down. It's And you can have strings, you can have vocals, you can have anything. It has everything in there recorded for you. So if you wanted like a live sax, it has it. If you wanted like... um a catchy house verse it has it it's just absolutely incredible you put what you want in there and then it comes up i would really check that out because then you won't have to clearance and then you have (laughs) yeah i'm definitely gonna look into that yeah arcade output it's honestly because i've been getting into my meditation music recently helping a friend create some music for her and it's been a godsend for that because the amount of string quartets it has in it it's just like this is mate i just literally just Press the button. Just press the button and you've got your string. Do you know what I mean? And then you like, yeah. saves you so much time. And people, it's about saving time at the end of the day. True. Time and is money. Strings, you know? good strings are hard to come by. They are. They really are. And it's expensive. They really cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recently bought Omnisphere. I'd be knowing oh, it. Yeah. I've had Omnisphere mm. on my list for years. And you were and waiting. I saw it and I, yeah, you should have waited for Black Friday. Waiting. I probably should have, but I don't. Think, <laughs> I don't know if they ever do sales on Omnisphere. I don't know because I remember yeah. waiting and I just never got a sale. But anyway, bought it there recently, and uh, there's so much on it. There's nearly too much on it. I'm struggling to get through it, but it's mm. unbelievable. And again, good strings. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I've been using these other strings and they're terrible. Yeah. But this is so good and. Yeah, I think once I think that's another fun part of music producing is just finding new VSTs. Mm-hmm. You might use them once, but you'll have fun for the one time you use them. Well, exactly, use them once and then forget about it. It's... And then you might come back to them and make a massive tune because randomly decided to load up Arcade or yeah. Omnisphere or whatever it is. Yeah. What is your? Do you have a go-to plugin um, that you use? Big fan of Serum. Okay. Yeah. Big fan of Diva. Mm-hmm. I never and use Diva. It's amazing. Very good. I can't remember. Um, I, I a Belgian producer called Limits recommended me years ago. Okay. Because he was making quite like really nice kind of spacey melodic 
techno-y house vibes. Yeah. And I was really into that sound. And I remember hitting him up and being like, what do you use? And he's like, Diva, man. Just get Diva. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm getting it. I was sold. Yeah. And then just went through a few presets when I downloaded it. And I was like, this is unbelievable. I'll it's check amazing. it out. Yeah. Um, that's definitely top. Uh, Serum is just, it's again. Brilliant. Really good. Yeah. You Sometimes use Silent. Not as much anymore. Yeah. Used to use Massive a lot. Not as much anymore. I think Serum is just kind of... Mm. I think it's good that Serum and Silent have like kind of... Um, they've partnered with Splice as well. So you can actually download mm. presets with that. Um, because there's a lot of time... I like spending time researching like a certain sound and making it through YouTube. And then I spend hours just trying to make that sound right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Countless hours watching how to make... Insert yeah. artist synth, and you're there for like <laughs> how to make it sound like this. Like a sine wave, and you're just like, oh, I could have done this in two minutes. Exactly. But, uh, okay. I think it's so handy that Splice has literally put it put it together like that, which is pretty cool. Um, mm. But yeah, I would definitely check out Arcade from Output because it will be really cool. I'd like to see what you make out of that, and then send it to me afterwards and be like, look what I created. <laughs> look at my art. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I will definitely look into that. Yeah. I love kind of getting new bits and pieces mm, it's toys at the same time yeah yeah but yeah, I've, at the same time i like to be picky because if something works really it works well yeah. exa exactly and the things that's why a lot of people they always use the same drums now they just have presets like ben yeah. rainey when i spoke to him on series one he literally has a preset clicks it everything is there all his drums and stuff he literally changes the the clap and adds some elements on the top obviously changes the the key of the kick and then Bob's his uncle. He has a new tune, and I wish I, I wish I, I, I've done it before, but like I get so like out of the box, want to be creative. I don't know if you feel the same, or but it, it's it's such a good way of working, have doing it like that, just having yeah, it on a preset. I'm kind of similar to you in the sense I don't know. I feel kind of like I'm cheating if I use like the same hat or something. I kind mm -hmm. of feel a bit guilty using the same elements, but. But like purple so disc machine. If it works, it works. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not going to be out here being like, no, you're not a real producer unless you use fresh everything on a track. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If it works for people who listen to it, it works. It doesn't matter if it's like the same kick drum for five years. Yeah. But um, I don't know. That's just me. I kind of like, I feel also just sometimes tunes need different drums and stuff to mm -hmm. it to create a vibe. Like sometimes you want a really short hat. Sometimes you want a big, long 909 hat. So mm -hmm. I think that's kind of why I don't really do that. Yeah. I do do that, actually, if I'm ever... I have a preset if I'm making, like, hip-hop beats and stuff. I'll have a preset with preloaded drums that I really like. Yeah. But that's the only real time I've done it. So do you still make hip-hop, then? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Yeah. It's an, it's an area I really want to get into. Okay. But um, at the minute, I'm just kind of making beats mm -hmm. just compiling a massive list yeah of them and seeing what happens when i've got about 60 or so yeah and see what can be done with them that's another probably a big headache for griff coming down the line but yeah <laughs> and like how has lockdown been for you being proactive um, being good being annoying see i think i actually got coronavirus back in february okay um kind of late february so i was it was kind of we went we had a week where me and the lads were kind of going out quite a lot mm -hmm. and um 
it was around the time you were hearing rumors of it spreading. Mm -hmm. And then Griff was having his birthday and there was loads of stuff happening. The Brits were on all that stuff. So we were kind of out quite a lot yeah. for a week before. And um, we came back home the day after kind of the last night out was fine. The day after that was fine. And then me and Jay started feeling really, really rough. Yeah. Like the worst flu I've ever had struggling to breathe and I was like ah, it's probably nothing I just lay in bed but sure enough three weeks went by and I was in bed exhausted yeah just coughing everything fever really like the longest list of symptoms I've ever had and um yeah after that like we didn't think much of it I went to the doctor and obviously this was proper corona now every it was everywhere people were going on about it and he was like oh we can't test you or anything because it was at the stage they were only testing like people who really needed it and I was already kind of over it yeah so I'm, I'm not, don't know for sure if we had it but did you lose your taste of, um taste of, uh, taste and smell I can't really remember but I think so yeah it was a bit of a weird one I remember eating and just being like this is really bland and probably blaming the food yeah <laughs> thinking oh this is bland as hell but really it was probably corona yeah that's what um so. i went to a fitness event my friend's fitness event and she had like this like amazing like five course amount of it and i didn't have any symptoms at this point in time but my taste had stopped started to go and then i was like oh cupcakes i love cupcakes grabbed cupcake <laughs> and i was like i have this i was eating this thing after the fitness um event that we did and couldn't taste it and I was like this is really shit like you can't taste anything <laughs> they're like what are you talking about they're like well it's not worth the calories then if you can't taste it and I was like oh god like I don't know what's happening to my taste buds but that does not taste like the normal thing came home and then my smell went afterwards and then I got like the fluey symptoms and it was very the headache started and then I contacted my gym and I went, has anybody got this symptom? Because I didn't have a stuffy nose. It was nothing like a cold. It was literally like headache, fever. And um, yeah, like everyone said that they had the same symptom. And then about three weeks later, it came out in the news that that was one of the symptoms. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I had it enough where it was because it was the, the chesty thing was really tough. Like being able to breathe. It felt like a plate on. I don't know if you felt that as well yeah that was the toughest part of it actually Breathing. like you'd kind of wake up in the middle of the night and you were like oof this is uh yeah this is not good cool somebody yeah, you kind of have your phone in your hand and you're like mm, no nah, i'll be fine i'll be fine and you kind of just let it go but yeah definitely exact same things mm. looking back now we definitely think it was probably corona yeah because we all get flus i'm susceptible to getting chest infections a lot mm. they can get through them pretty sharply like two weeks most yeah but like I was, I was knocked out for about three weeks. But then, oh, wow. unfortunately, yeah, right when I started feeling better, lockdown started. Oh god! So we went from this <laughs> mad week of like partying yeah. to sick for three weeks to lockdown for like six, seven weeks or whatever. So, oh, fortunately, no. I so I would was like bed bound for three weeks, and then it was like, yeah, you can't leave your house now for another foreseeable future. So I was like, ah, terrific. And that was um, a long time. That was three months, wasn't it? We were in lockdown. Yeah, we were locked down for a while. So obviously you could get out and about and stuff. But like, for some reason, me and my flatmates took it very seriously. Ben actually went back to Ireland for a few months, our oh, wow. third, the third roommate. So it was just me and Jay in our house mm -hmm. for months. 
yeah just us two and we were taking it really seriously and uh it was a bit mad we were literally just stuck in the house yeah afraid to go outside it was a bit mad we were going mad at one point at one stage i was like look jay i want to get a bike <laughs> don't know why well, a bicycle a or a motorbike yeah, a bicycle no, oh my god bike. i felt like that i was like we need a bicycle and they were like why you literally need to get a car <laughs> everywhere and i'm like no this is great this is a great idea i was like yeah this will get me out and about so i was like we're going to get a bike so did you get that one? was when we both yeah yeah it was really random but we had both had enough we were just like right we're going outside and we're getting a bike and it was around the stage when the weather was insanely good yeah so we left our house and everywhere we went was packed with people. Yeah. And we were like, this isn't social distancing. This isn't safe and all. And we were walking like beside people. People were coming up and talking to us just about, I was wearing like a Marilyn Manson t-shirt or something. Yeah. And people were like talking like really close to me about my t-shirt. I was like, just leave me alone. Like, what is this? <laughs> Hadn't been at the house in like three months. You're like a zombie then, coming out. There's daylight. <laughs> oh my God. I was literally so surprised at how like people were just walking around like nothing was wrong. I was like, this is mad. Yeah. And I don't know. I was probably taught like coronavirus. You step outside and talk to someone like something terrible happens. But yeah. I don't know what well, we went got the bike and then ever since then I was like okay maybe I can actually maybe go outside a bit more mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it's maybe I've bigged it up a little bit too much well I think especially considering we live with like I live with two other young lads so I'm not really you know yeah but still you do want to be considerate though because mm. that's the one thing I found it's been hard. You do want to kind of keep it considerate. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a hard one to balance because for your own mental health, you want to go out and do things, but at the same time, you want to like follow the rules and all. So it's, yeah. it's a tough one. It's a tough one to juggle. Yeah. But then did you and Jay make loads of music in lockdown? Yes, at the start. For the first, I'd say, up until the end of summer, we were making a sh- like loads of music. Well, there loads you go. That's That's what was great about lockdown. Yeah, that was good about it. And recently, not so much. I've been a bit... You go through phases, though, you know? Peaks and troughs in life, literally. It's always the way. And you've got to respect that. Like, this might be another time for you to read or or do something else, like learn to take up cooking or something, you know? You (laughs) you never know what's around the corner. Bits and bobs like that. And you've got to... Yeah, like... Yeah, go on. Like, we were doing... um, yeah, we were doing kind of bits and bobs, like we were making hip hop beats, obviously doing kind of doing different stuff to try and mix it up. Yeah. And then I think winter started kicking in. Yeah. And it was kind of just after we released the whistle. I was just really not motivated. Yeah. Because <laughs> also what was kind of affecting it was we kind of had a very busy release schedule yeah. kind of lined up before COVID. Mm-hmm. And then... Just with COVID, it kind of put a stall on the next single. So Whistle got pushed. It's almost like it was almost a year since Yup was released. That Whistle came out, I think it was 11 months since the original release date. Oh, my God. So I was quite, I, I was that. quite, yeah, COVID put a huge kind of stop on new music. Because obviously we're going to release it through Atlantic and they were kind of on the fence. They were like, do we want club music now with all this closing down? Yeah. And it was just a lot of confusion. But um yeah, so we've I've got like twenty plus tracks just sitting there, ready to go. Good, but you're Few worried. Of them are cleared. Yeah. So I felt like are they you know, all I covers? Take, I take, well, 
most of them. I think there's a few originals in there, but most, I don't know, I think that's just a formula that works for me. I love sampling. Well, exactly, so, yeah, and if it works for that. you, amazing. You know? Yeah, I like to mix it up. There are a few originals in there, but most of them are, yeah, samples. Are we allowed to hear any? Uh, no, I, I actually, Damn Griff it. was actually told me straight away. He was like, don't mention any samples. I was like, okay, okay. Because we've had it before where tunes have come out with same samples and yeah, you don't know if, yeah, it just happens. Some people hear a sample and they're like, oh, I'll release it first or whatever and mm -hmm. stuff like that happens. But probably being paranoid, but probably safe, better safe than sorry. Yeah. We do have some other bits in the works, some other interesting aliases and such working on during lockdown. So we'll see what happens with them. Oh, do you? Okay, so how many aliases do we have on our hands? Well, at the minute, I only release on Fallon. Yeah. But from the start, I think it was, I kind of had like two before Fallon. Okay. That I released on. One was kind of like SoundCloud era, free download era, yeah. just give music away. Then the other was kind of more tech house techno, like really heavy techno. Though not, that was a weird phase as well went through a heavy techno phase yeah. and then kind of came back to kind of houseier tech house with Fallon. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of suited me better. And where, where's the name come from? Fallon. It's actually my second name. Oh, okay. That's such an unusual name. Ender Fallon. Yeah. It's very, very, um, Irish name. Is it? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's very Irish, but, um, yeah, it's just, there's, um, as well with a lot of Irish families, there's a lot of kind of history. Mm-hmm. Just with the Irish history, there's a lot attached usually to second names in Ireland. So just with my family history, I don't know, I wanted to like kind of make Fallon like a proper name, like make it a substantial household name. So Well, you should do a house that. Irish tune, like one of the, do a remake Sample of a very... old Irish tune. Yeah. Could Why do, not? Might not be a bad show. Exactly. I have to find the right one. Find the right one. Griff will be like, oh, no, this is a nightmare. How am I going to clear that? <laughs> I'll probably just fly back to Ireland. I'll be able to clear it. And like, I'll probably just find someone there and I'll clear it. In a amazing. Day. That's amazing. I think because I actually did a gig. I did the Taste Festival last year. And I think it was like my first experience, like drinking in a pub, in an Irish pub. And I went in and I was like, oh, I loved it. I was so happy. And then there was like an old folk band in their plane all the all all the songs i was in my element i was like this is just incredible it sounded yeah. so good and it, there's something so uplifting about that music and happy and just makes you want to dance i'm telling you yeah that's your next that's your next single <laughs> the next the next sound <laughs> the next sound change an old yeah. folk tune <laughs> yeah we definitely do uh Definitely do pubs well. Yeah. If we do, do anything well, it's, we do pubs well. Have yeah. you tried Guinness yet? Yeah, and I loved it. With a bit oh, of cranberry as well, which is nice. Oh, mad. Yeah, but the thing don't is... Don't do that. Oh, really? Is that not good? I don't do that. Oh, I don't know. You, if it tastes good, yeah, do so, it. But I've Guinness, never tried that. I've never heard of it. It tastes so different in Ireland to what it tastes like in London. Don't know why. Yes, I'm glad you said that. It's... But like that's a very big thing for Irish people. It's a people. big thing. And when I tried it, I was like, I didn't like, I don't like this in, in London. In in Ireland, I was like, this is amazing. I could drink this like water. It's so easy to drink. It was so fresh. Yeah. But apparently it's because it like of the time that it's in the barrel or something. It's so fresh over there or yeah. trying to explain to me. We were, Jay actually filmed uh, 
a thing of his uh, sunset sessions. It's kind of like a weekly thing. He started over a lockdown mm-hmm. of DJ sets and uh, he filmed one in the Guinness storehouse. Yeah. And oh my God, the points there were amazing. Yeah. Like we got to do the tour and all. Uh, it was only in August, actually. It was only quite recently, yeah. just kind of before winter kicked in. And it was amazing pint. Was the it? Best. Yeah. Best I've ever had was a Guinness pint in the actual storehouse. It's just, I, I literally loved it. And I was just like, wow, I'd, I could live here. It's a beautiful place. I did stay in a haunted house, though. A haunted hotel. It was an old... Wait, was it known to be haunted? Or... Yeah, it was an old children's school, but like a church oh that had an adoption, like adoptive kids in there, like kids that didn't have families from like the 1800s. And we, I, I could just feel this weird energy. I was like, this is so weird. So I asked the receptionist like two nights after having some freak out. And she's like, yeah, we get it all the time. And I was like, are you kidding me? And she's like, no, it was literally, you walked down a corridor and then you open these double doors and it goes into the church. It had like a church, a chapel inside this hotel. And yeah. the and it was just so weird because like, they have pictures of like... Um, the Star of David was on one of the pictures and then you had like a Christian um, okay. cross and an, it was very weird. And I, that wasn't, I before, I didn't even notice that until after I started to have these weird sensations that some, somebody was watching us and we were, we're all entertainers because we were playing there like a, a big band and obviously we're quite theatrical anyway, but it was just <laughs> five girls screaming going, oh my God, what the hell, this is so scary. And we don't know, yeah, ma- maybe they like were drawn to us because it was an all girls school and we were all girls that were pre- performing in Ireland. And we were like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, and so, so that you was... you just had no idea we had, going there. We had no idea until we did the history of it and then I okay. found that out and it, it kind of made complete sense, but I never wanted yeah. to stay in that hotel again. I was, it was yeah, I thought you just maybe had intentionally gone over no, like one of those it wasn't, it was, places. We were, yeah, we were booked for the Taste Festival. I was the DJ and then we had like a life sax violinist, um, percussionist and a singer. So there was five of us and um, yeah, it was an absolute, I was so scared. I was shaking every <laughs> night and we ended up like we had four double beds in different rooms and we in the last night we ended up all in one double bed together because we were that scared mad <laughs> like all yeah. of us girls like over in our 30s as well it was like <laughs> like 30 year old women just in this room being like <laughs> yeah so it was it was a very fun experience but oh my god it's been amazing speaking to you finally i got you on yeah, i tried to get you on on series yeah. one and you were so busy you couldn't do series one and i'm yes, so thankful you did series two yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah. Was fun to, it's a shame yeah, we couldn't in. see, like, face-to-face and we did it face-to-face, but, you know, we ended up in a random second lockdown. Yeah, that's just the way it is. Would have yeah. been nice, yeah. Tobacco Dock would have been fun, but, you know. It's a beautiful it venue. Yeah, have you been there Yeah, before? I've never been. No. no. I've never been, so I was kind of looking forward to it. But, uh, you know, Paris and the lads had their say, so. Yeah, well, you're more than welcome afterwards because once the rattle is back open again... I'm going to be straight back there making music. They have like three studios inside the rattle at oh, Tobacco nice. Docks. Um, and they have a live space as well. So you can like, like, and you use all the equipment there as well. They have tons of pianos, like weighted key Yamaha car keyboards. And it's just, it's endless the amount of stuff that they have there. So 
it's definitely a space I should show you because you're going to fall in love yes. with it. Yes. And maybe become for a sure, member. For sure. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. You never know these days. Yeah. Anyway, darling, I'll let you go so you can create some great music. But thank yes, you. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank fun. you for having me. Yeah. I will see you soon. Bye, Bye darling. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Fallon. He is amazing. How fun was that? Um, last week, I cut off too soon. So I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. He is amazing. And next week, we have the incredible Selena um, Mastroani. I can't pronounce her surname. That is not good. I need to do that before next week. So she just released something on November the 6th. Sacrifice. I haven't heard that yet. But is it real? She released own and it's already had five million plays let's check this one out really really quickly before we log off listen to that voice so she's going to be here next week next monday fallon it was amazing to have you you are insane you are absolutely insane and thank you so much for joining me and we're going to get you into the rattle soon Thank you for the continued support in Jagged Jungle with Series 2. It honestly means the world. And I can't express how much I appreciate your likes, shares and comments on my music. It makes it all worthwhile. Inspired by the love from the community, if you liked what you heard today on Jagged Jungle, like, comment and share with friends and invite them to escape to my Jagged Jungle. Sharing special interviews with respected global and underground DJs. I feel blessed to share these important moments with you, so thank you for subscribing. Love, Jaylee.